Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. You probably are wondering where I've been. I took a little time off, um, but I'm back and excited to be here today with a new friend of mine, Kim Robinson. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. You bet. You bet. You know, so um, I have a ton of what I would call friends that I've met through social media and we keep, you know, we follow each other, we support each other. And I'm particularly interested in lifting women, especially women in business. And so that's how Kim and I met through that initiative. And I I think she too is interested in lifting women, but I want to get to know you, the woman, not, not how much money make, where you work, what your title is, you know, how we're making other people wealthy. You know, I want to know you, your journey. So I'm super excited to have this opportunity to chat with you. Um, Let's start with telling the world your story. What is your story? Well, like you, I'm super passionate about helping women, you know, build their, their business and their brand and just make their life what they want it to be. So obviously it's a huge cliche, but you know, you can have it all. You can't have it all that discussion always going on, but I really believe it's whatever you want to make of it is, is possible. And if you're going to do something, just do it well, do something little, but do it well, do something super big and impressive and do anything, any job, any task. So I love that theory of doing it and doing it well. I think when we think we need to do it all and all at once, we don't do it well. But if you just focus on that one task at hand or, you know, vision that you have to make it real, that's great advice. Great advice. Mm -hmm. So basically, I guess my, my story, my background is I was a litigator for 15 years. Um, my whole life, I wanted to be a mom. That was very important to me, but I also really valued my education and my brain. And I'm proud of that. So when my daughter was about seven months old, uh, I began working part-time for a colleague of mine from law school. She did a lot of agricultural law, family law. Um, and that's what I was mostly doing part-time at the time, my husband was working full-time and attending law school at night. And then I also had another baby making it two under two. Wow. That was extremely challenging. (laughs) Good thing. You really are a wonder woman (laughs) in every way. That was, that was a wild ride. Um, and then fast forward to COVID, I was working part-time helping two kids on Zoom. My husband had recently started his legal career. And I knew that my focus had a shift for the benefit of my family because my kids needed me. You know, it was an important time. My daughter was in kindergarten. And like I said, this is something that's important to me. I don't want to farm out that part of my life. This is right. a key component of me. Everyone that knows me knows I love being a mother. So after doing a lot of thinking, introspection, I jumped on the COVID baby bandwagon. And then I decided, okay, I have my three kids. This is what I wanted. My husband's no longer in school. Now I have to figure out what I want my life to be like as a mom who's also a lawyer and still trying to be there, you know, as much of the day as possible for my kids and doing everything with them that I want to do. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that story. Yeah, let me just comment on that because I think that is um, a dream for many women. I know I, I 
one, I think half of who I am is a career woman. The other half is a mother. Um, mm-hmm. I squeezed my husband in there <laughs> somewhere, same, same. but like <laughs> you, I was very much, how can I cut half of me off to just be one thing 100% of the time? I wanted to do both and do them well, like you said. So I get it. And I think a lot of women um, reach that place in their life where they have to make that choice. For me, it wasn't hard. I was like, well, I'm just going to be the best mom I can while I'm able to do this one-on-one with my son. And then I'm going to be the best career woman I can when I'm at work, nine to five or whatever that might be. So um, yeah, I think a lot of women struggle with that. Men don't get that, right? I I had a friend who told me, um, he goes, oh, well, my wife has a meeting tonight, so I'll be babysitting. I was like, I've huh. heard people say that so many times. Really? I'm like, I think we call that parenting. Right. <laughs> you know, but he didn't mean anything bad by it. It's just mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's the same um, visceral, you know, feeling about your children. Look, I know my husband loves ch- our children. And, um, but I think when you've grown this person and you've, you've been with them since day one, even moms who adopt, I mean, there's just something about the connection between a mom and a child. I agree. I try to always explain that to my husband. I'm like, you don't understand though. It's different. It is. It is. And I think COVID, I didn't have those struggles. My kid was at Berkeley during COVID, but you had the struggle of having to now become a school teacher, a kindergarten teacher, you know. A, a nanny, a mom, a, a lawyer, a wife, and a pregnant person and a pregnant. Oh my God. That's a job already oh right there. I remember. Yeah. Well, I could do a whole nother podcast on being pregnant during COVID versus yeah. not. It's wow. Wild. <laughs> um, but basically, so I started networking with a lot of other moms because look, that's my community moms, right? In suburban New York, basically is where it started. So primarily through word of mouth, I started being retained by clients who needed legal services regarding starting up or growing a small business. Um, As of this day, most of them are moms. Um, So I began to be the lawyer who serves mompreneurs. I will say I do have male clients. I do have non-mom clients, but this is really a big focus of mine. What a nice niche. Yeah. I love that. I wish yeah. I had a you when I was a mompreneur. Now I'm you just a preneur. <laughs> it's so funny. I've seen mompreneur, um, entrepreneur, like with H-E-R. Yeah, yeah. Solopreneur. And, that's me now. Right. Solopreneur. And I just love it. I know some people are like, well, why does it need to be different than an entrepreneur? Why can't moms, you know, but then I feel like it's hiding the fact that someone's like, you should embrace it and be proud of it. There's a lot of skills that transfer very well to running a business or being any part of a business, even an employee that moms just, just have. I mean, the multi, not to throw my husband under the bus, but the multitasking alone. I mean, I see such a difference when we're both doing things and other things come up, you know, they need quiet and we can totally tune stuff out. Yeah. I I think that they're, um, so I teach a lot of gender-based communications to combat bias. So how men and women communicate differently is, uh, there's science around that. It's not made up stuff. Um, we even address issues on the gender spectrum, but women have a tendency to, um, be more open and face the challenge head on men go into their, you know, silent space and, and 
lick their wounds mm-hmm. for a while. And, you know, you really need to be a hard charger when you're a mom and a businesswoman. I can tell you that from personal experience. I'm sure you'd agree. And then you add the layer of owning and operating your own business. Mm-hmm. That's some serious juggling um, going on right there. So I love that it turned out you sort of, you know, felt not fell into this. You maneuvered your way into this niche of helping mompreneurs. Um, I know that I wish I'd had a you when I was starting wow. my business. Um, I have a great lawyer now, but she's like you. She has, well, her kids are younger than mine and older than yours, but she's still, okay. you know, doing the same dance that you are doing as a lawyer and a mom. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, when you were a litigator, did you work at a practice or firm? Yes, I worked at a couple of small firms. I'm actually licensed in Florida also. Wow. So I was working down there um, and did a little bit of employment law, but again, family law, um, general litigation. um, And then, you know, doing the transactional stuff that really kind of evolved from just speaking with, with other moms and seeing their needs in small business, you know, not just forming the business or changing business structures or dissolving one company and forming another, but also just the amount of smaller contracts that just come, come across my desk and come to me, you know, someone has a, an agreement. Oh, for example, like a, a lash technician has an agreement with a salon or someone that runs right uh, fitness classes has an agreement with the Girl Scout troop or whatever they're, wherever they're doing it. It's just so many waivers of liability for kids activities, feeding classes. Sure. Sure. I think also it sounds to me like you enjoy the consistent fulfillment that transactions law brings you versus the once in a blue moon, huge high that litigation might bring you. Yes. I mean, it was so new to me to have clients that are always happy (laughs) <laughs> and yes. it, it was just so different at first. I was like, you don't have anything to complain about. You're not upset about something. Wait, that's yeah. not, that's quicker than you thought. That's amazing. You know, we like, ought to do a study on, on, on the health and life expectancy of not just lawyers, because we know they suffer a lot of trauma and their suicide rates are high, alcoholism rates are, but compare and contrast litigators to transactions attorneys and measure um, sort of around the quality of life, right? So, um, mm-hmm. I think you made the best call ever. Well, um, it sounds like you're really happy with what you do, not just personally, but professionally. What on a day-to-day makes you, um, a day-to-day basis makes you smile? Like what makes you smile when you get up in the morning? Well, surprise, surprise, without hesitation, my kids, Skyla, Jax, and Slate, my little guy. Nice. Um, (laughs) However. Those are cute names. Thank you. They are very original. I love it. (laughs) Especially the little one. That was a stretch, but thank you. Um, But the idea that I just get to wake up with them and spend as much time as I want with them and still having a career, like there are short times where I wasn't working at all in my life and I felt like something was missing. And just when you have, even if someone has something they enjoy doing professionally and you do it super part-time, even that little amount, it really does make you feel different. Totally. Um, And for me, you know, I have two boys, but I have a daughter also, and I just want to make them proud of me. And I want them to realize that I am a lawyer, even though I'm around, you know, COVID really, I feel like helped a lot of people, especially short kids. Yes, yeah. that you can be powerful, you can be ambitious, and you can still be around. Um, 
So I just wanted them to know that you could follow your dreams. Like I'm pursuing my passion and dedication to women entrepreneurs and the law. And I'm not missing any practice, gymnastics, baby library class. Like I wanted to enjoy the baby as much as I did my older kids. You know, he's not just like, oh, well, now I'm into a different part of my life. You're going to not have me. Sure. Um, so, you know, that's you make not for college, Kim. <laughs> then right. they don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. But, you know, you make time for what's important, whether it's early in the morning, late at night, during yeah. naps, you know. there's time for everything. You know what I think is different about your voice and your story is um, my guests that I've had, I've had fewer guests after COVID just because COVID was such a challenge for so many reasons. Um, But I think that the stories I'm hearing, not after COVID, because it's not over, but since having experienced this never seen before um, virus, the stories that I hear from women guests are um, much more about rethinking the way we live our lives and what we value. And, you know, do you have to be in a law firm setting dressed in your Ann Taylor suit from nine to five billable hour, you know, or can you, you know, hey, some of us do our best work at two in the morning when the kids are sleeping or, you know what I'm saying? So I think I've heard a lot of um, that. I'd like to introduce you to two women, one of whom you, I think would, you know, your story would resonate with her. She too has a child. Now he's a little older. He's like nine, I think, Um, but she's a lawyer who left a practice and uh, she, she now works at a legal publication. And I think that you two would bond and, you know, yeah, yeah. I love your story. You're, you're really making it seem possible to do and when I, I don't want to say it all, because who wants mm-hmm. to do it all? You want to do what you want to do, right? right. Exactly. Uh, maybe I only want to do four things, right? right. But I want to do them really well. Mm-hmm. And you're living a living example that you can practice law, be a good wife, be a great mom, still enjoy your own life and right. do it on your own terms. I think that's the difference in the stories I'm hearing um, from women. Yeah, like and you me. know what? Same, same thing in the stories that I'm hearing from my clients it's a lot of people, even on different mom groups on Facebook, I'm sure you've noticed, and everyone probably listening will notice that everyone's saying, so, you know, after COVID, I want to think about going back to school to get this degree, or I'm thinking about a career in this. It just seems like it prompted a lot of people to really, like, yeah. what's important in life? What do I want to do with my life? And particularly women that are at the age where you were either leaving for childcare reasons or to have babies or raise a family, it's almost like double, like, okay, let me really figure this out now. You know, I'm done having kids or I want to stay home more and COVID and just have to figure out where your next step is. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head there because, uh, well, I'm 56 and I was in Boston and I lived through 9-11 um, and, and that happened a lot after that. So whenever you have some big life-changing event, you, you rethink, how am I spending every yeah. minute of my day? And so your example of during COVID when women shifted and men um, right. were thinking of how do I want to live my life? I did that. I went back to school to get my PhD. I said, you know, like, it's the same yeah. thing. Like, what do, do I want to spend another day making someone else wealthy and the money going to something I don't believe in or whatever, you know, I want to control my own destiny. Yeah, that's beautifully said. <laughs> exactly. Control your own destiny. And I also love how, you know, 
15 years ago when I graduated law school, I never in a million years would think I would be with three kids, you know, having my own law practice, doing small business. It's just something, all these things have to kind of come together in like a beautiful, perfect storm. Yeah. You know, to make, sometimes to make things happen. So, you know, it's important not to get stressed out in the moment because you don't even know what lies ahead. You can't even predict what's maybe a bigger story. Yeah. It's like a kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. when it all comes together. It doesn't seem like it'll make sense, but it does. Beautiful. Well, tell me what excites you right now outside of your kids and your ability to uh, beautifully juggle the balls and spin the plates. Like, Um, what do you do for just you? Like, what does Kim do to renew, refresh, replenish? I, I really spend, not spend a lot of time, that sounds horrible. I was going to say, I spend a lot of time on the phone with my friends. That's not really what I mean by that, but I really make time for friendships. Um, I have a, a dinner tomorrow night with friends and it's just something that's very important to me. And I also want to be a good role model for my kids, especially yeah. my daughter. Um, women friendships are very nuanced and very complicated. Yep. Um, and I just want to model, you know, being a good friend, being reliable, trustworthy. Yeah, um, I would say you you clap for others. I think that's awesome. Like yeah. you, you straighten their crown without taking credit. You yes. are happy when someone wins. You know, there's a study that just came out um, recently. Um, people with good friendships, it's not the number of friendships you have. It's the quality of the friendship or friendships that you have, um, yeah, have better health. Right. They live longer. They have better health. That makes sense. Right. Because isolation can be depressing. I mean, that's why we put the worst criminals in in isolation. Right. So um, it's a great study. It's exactly what you just hit upon. I love that you said that's what excites you is having these meaningful friendships. And look, you sound like a woman who's very secure. I have found in my career of helping women that those who are insecure hurt other women. And I'm like, who has hurt you? right? Oh, that's what I always say too. I'm always like, okay, what's your story? And then I'll either, I'll either look back on old Facebook pictures and I'll say, oh, okay. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, remind me. Makes sense. Oh, I see what you were like 20 years ago. Okay. I get why you're this way. I'll let you have your, uh, you you get a pass at least exactly now for now um I'm like that too. I'll say, you know, strike one. I, you know, I'm going to, you know, be open to hearing your story and what made you mm-hmm. this way and help you to get more secure so that you don't treat other women poorly. Cause we have enough to battle just being I women, know. right. Um, strike two, you're out for me. It's two strikes. You're out, not three, but that right. came with age and with not doing that earlier in life. Right. So I used to be like definitely a revolving agree. door. Yeah. I definitely agree. It comes with age and yeah. just feeling more, more confident about yourself. And that's one thing that I think women have to understand, even if you're working just a little bit, when you have something else, another part of you, you just feel, you know, again, again, I'm not saying anybody has to get any sort of degree or anything. I'm saying even if you start opening an Etsy shop and you have like something that's just yours using your brain and your skills, you just don't have that lack of confidence that I sometimes see. What drives you? going on? Right. Passion or even a great hobby, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
So it's not something you have to be the world's best at. It's something you have to enjoy doing. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's a really great, let, let's process that for a minute, folks, because um, it really is about how much of your life do you want to spend doing something that brings you joy, not just entertainment, but true joy. There's a huge difference. I, I believe that in this country, especially we, we all know entertainment, you know, who hasn't been in a week long relationship with Netflix, especially <laughs> during COVID. But how often do we in this life, in this country, know true joy, right? right. It's different. I love the, the topics that you're talking about and the things you're bringing up. Well, what is something really important about you? Maybe it's something people who know you don't know well, or maybe your husband doesn't know. What is something so important about you that the world should know or that my audience should know? Oh, gosh. Um... Or maybe a fun secret. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any sort of secret. Um, well, I mean, I guess not everybody knows this. My close, close friends do. My husband does. Um, I'm really into like meditation. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. Yo I really like yoga. Meditation, I, be I was always a little interested in um, being an anxious person obviously it's always helped but being pregnant during covid i really have to say was like such a weird experience and not having been pregnant for you know almost 6 years it, it's just very different and i remember asking my doctors what should i do if i'm anxious what should i do if i'm anxious yeah. they're like, do yoga do yoga so i was doing yoga 3 times a day and my kid came out i mean at like three, four months old, this kid is doing downward dog. It was so funny. Everyone <laughs> knows it. It's so funny. Like he loves downward dog. It's probably because he's felt it like a hundred times a day. Cause I was always anxious during COVID. So I was always doing yoga. Um, and I got really into the first time doing like meditation apps. Wow. Um, and they What's really did help me. You couldn't drink, you couldn't have yeah. medicine. So I just kept doing yoga and meditation. Um, and not just what's your favorite like, app I should ask you uh your, your um, favorite meditation app I like it was this guy Dr. Judd okay he had an app uh I found it really beneficial it just really helped me a lot because it went day by day and you yeah. couldn't you couldn't jump ahead um, oh nice book, yeah so yeah. in a book you can you know you can jump ahead or like that chapter doesn't really apply to me oh I don't need to do that exercise but this one you really had to go in order and I just, I like that it wasn't just meditation, like sitting in a quiet space. Cause a lot of times it's not that I really like another thing people know about me. I love my walks, oh, um, nice. especially with the stroller. It's so easy. Cause you have everything right there. Your water, your phone. You nice sound little... super healthy. Oh no. I wish I was in a, a little bit healthier now. I'll, I'll get there. But um, yeah, I just really like the, the walking meditations. Yeah. Noticing, you know, how things feel, what you hear, what you see and even smell. And, you know, it's always changing because yeah. you're moving. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I studied Buddhism. It's a big part of my life. I wow. very I much that. appreciate meditation and yoga. Um, this is so crazy that we're having this conversation today because Another woman that I talked to just yesterday, not for the podcast, but just someone um, that I was connecting with, she'll be on 
maybe in March. I want you to meet. She's in New York. She is a lawyer, but she is a yoga for moms instructor. She has oh. her own small thing on the side. She works for the Social Security Administration as her day job, but Very her passion cool. is around um, yoga. And I don't know if she does yoga for pregnant people or what, but you two sound like you would click and connect. And oddly, she was introduced me to me by the same woman I told you earlier that I want right. you to be. Yeah. Y'all are all in the same area. You know, I think of, That's you know, New York and New Jersey and even Philadelphia, somehow you, you can hop that train and connect right, somewhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I love, I'm starting to really fall in love with you because oh, um, any woman who meditates, who understands that, you know, there's no need to be perfect. There's a need to be passionate, right? Yeah. There's no need to, um, have everyone love you, there is a need for you to love yourself, mm -hmm. right? And once you do that, then and only then can other people love you. And then and only then can you love others. Very Buddhist right there. Um, but yeah, I think you're amazing. I love that. And the fact that you had a baby so much later than your last child, that's pretty cool too. I'm a one and done. Um, my husband- Interesting. It, it, you have a totally different perspective. Totally, <laughs> yeah. It's one of Your the changed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You think you know who you are and then it changes when you have kids and then it changes again when you have a big break. Then when you change career, it's just, it's just so interesting how, I mean, I guess men, you know, change too, of course, but women, there's just so much evolving. It's unbelievable. One thing I really enjoy doing, I have a feeling you're going to like this too, is I like journaling. Oh Yeah. I'm a huge I've, journaler. I've kept a diary <laughs> since I was in fifth grade. And wow. it's and you know, not super consistently every single year, but through yeah. all things of life, I can really go back and and look back at it. Um, and it's just so interesting, especially and this isn't a happy thing, but when something bad happens in your life and you're just like, oh my God, this is gonna break me. This is it. Like somehow this is gonna just ruin me forever on. yeah and then years later you look back and you're like wow look where I am now obviously it didn't ruin me holy cow like how did I make it through that it's so nice to see that because in the moment it feels like you're never coming back from it you and know then, um, I like, love is this is the journaling something you do to remain self-aware because I think self-awareness is something many people lack yeah um, and when, good. I love that. And I love to encourage men to, to journal as well. Um, I know that more women than men journal. Um, yeah, isn't that so interesting? It's like, yeah, I love that you do that. Um, it seems to me like you have, uh, every time you write something in your journal, it's a cry for spiritual growth. And when you look back, you say, hey, I grew through that and I learned a lesson and I didn't lose. Right. I think that's awesome. I, I, I love that. I've always been really, really into that. Um, and I hope my kids pick that up. I just think it's a good tool. Even in the short term, you could reflect, you know, you don't have to look back years and years, but even as a short term thing, it's just- They even great. make journals, like little gratitude journals that asks you, you know, if you're not like I am, I, I mean, I grieve through writing, I celebrate mm -hmm. through writing, but some people are not that way there right. are journals that will ask you questions and you just uh, answer like prompts uh -huh. right prompts yeah. yes exactly exactly well let me ask you something um I think I know you pretty 
uh, way better than before the podcast, which is the goal, you know, right. but I think that I love the you, you are, right. You're, you're my kind of woman, right? So oh, let's same. talk a little bit about your values. What are your most deeply held values? So honesty and sincerity. Um, anybody that, that knows me knows I hate like tricking, lying, anything like that is probably like the worst thing that could happen to me. Um, I don't know. I have nothing really crazy that makes me feel so passionately about that. It's just something that like really turns me off in every sense, like personally, um, professionally and going along with that. And I know everyone says this, but I hate, you know, fake. Cause yeah, it's, it's so funny. We were talking about this before and if you're fake, it means to me that you lack confidence. Sure. And, and you're fear-filled. I think mm -hmm. fake people are, or posers, or even people who tend to lie, yep. they, um, they might, they, okay, at the end of the day, the fact is you lack integrity, period. Right. For whatever reason, whatever motive, it doesn't matter, you lack integrity. Um, and I think that's because they operate out of fear versus operate out of love. Mm -hmm. And that is not a classy look. <laughs> It's not kind. It's yeah. not kind to yourself and it's not kind to others. Um, I was once married to a con man. And mm. looking back now that I've been in the most amazing marriage of my life for years now, I look back and I go, I don't know how he kept it up. How do you keep it straight? How do you, you know, the truth is so easy, good or bad. You know, right. it is what it is. Um, it's actual. Yeah right? How do you remember lies? And how do you, oh, so I know. I have I'm the worst no liar, by the way. In the yeah, world. me too. Me too. That's a great <laughs> okay. sign. That's a good thing. I can't even surprise somebody. So <laughs> I, oh. keep your, I keep your secrets, but, um, you know, I'm not very good about fibbing around, you know, I'm like, I just won't say anything. Oh, um, exactly. I just can't, I, I can't, I'm just so bad. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, I actually think that when my son was little, I recall telling him more than once that lying is the absolute worst thing you can do. Like, even if, you know, something bad happens or gosh, God forbid you kill someone lying about it is worse. Like you need to come clean, always be open, honest, and direct. That was our um, thing, open, honest, and direct in my household. Uh, so I'm definitely connecting with you on that value for sure. Um, that has to damage the person at some, at some point. Sure. Being the wrongdoer. Let's say. The, the worst of it is when they start to believe their own lies. So um, I have a strong intuition and I guess I would, and I would bet the more you do yoga and the more you meditate, the higher, um, the, the higher vibrations you pick up on, like the more intuitive you are, or the more you trust your intuition. Yeah. Um, the I can smell a liar. Yeah. Yeah. My gut will tell me for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Um, we have both decided we love lifting women who want to be lifted. I, I mean, I'm not going to push myself or my, you know, ideas or services on anyone, but right. um, what are some ideas that we can bring into 2023 on how to support other women in business or professional women or moms who have, a, you don't have to be a professional services person, right? Most right, of my, not at all. Most, Most of my stuff is lawyers, but um, I don't know how I ended up there. I'm married to one. I'm surrounded by them. I've worked <laughs> with them. I train them. Um, but anyone, like any woman, how can we support women in business? 
So I think getting involved in person or, I mean, in person as much as you can, virtual is great too, but in person and just having some sort of network and, you know, having network of people that it's more, not superficial in a bad way, but more surface or just purely professional, then have kind of like a smaller group that you actually get together with. And then a small group that you talk to all the time. So getting involved in networking events, mompreneur type groups, social media, um, and just forming relationships with other, with other women. That's the best way. I mean, when you have a relationship with somebody, you're more likely to refer them business because you have a right with them and just spend the time to cultivate your professional relationships. Don't be jumping around too much, but really know, have people know that you're, that you're invested and you're sincere. Would it be sort of likened to a hierarchy of needs? You need a, a general pool of resources or a resource for a pool of candidates to become friends with or acquaintances with. And then as you get to know them better, you see who connects best with you and you um, really go from a hundred pennies to four quarters, right? Um, and you drill down. I love that. I love that. I'm all about uh, women's, you know, events, women, you know, supporting women in business in whatever way we can. Um, you've probably heard me talk about our annual events and our next one is June 1st in Philadelphia. So I hope to see you there. Yes, um, oh, hopefully. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'd love to introduce you to these three women that just popped in my head because they are all about what you're about. They are in your neck of the woods. It just seems like the timing of our connection um, and our conversation, the, the universe is doing its handiwork. So thank you. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of um, like career and personal coaches, health coaches too, you know, that's another just great connection that I've been making with people. Um, we have a lot of similar interests and especially encouraging you know, encouraging women to just pursue what's going to make you happy and what's going to fulfill you. You know what, Kim, it just hit me. Um, I have a dear friend who has a group all across the country. It's called Mompreneur Nation. And um, she has like a membership or a directory or a connection with all these women across the country who are people who would hire you based on what you've told me you do for women like them like oh, small business. Yeah. I'll connect you with her too, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. She used to be a news anchor or news uh, caster, I should say. Uh, she's terribly talented and, and just a beautiful soul inside out. So oh, awesome. Well, this was a that's really awesome. great conversation. Thank I have you. a this feeling. Yeah. We're going to talk more lady. This is not over. So, um, you know, a lot of my guests, sometimes they're, you know, I don't take pitches from PR firms. They're always someone I've kind of connected with personally, or um, a good friend has introduced us. You know, it's not, we're not a typical podcast, right? We're not marketing something. We're not selling anything. We just want to normalize women being able to be authentic. Yes. Right. And not have to mimic men to be successful. So you're amazing. You're Thank juggling you. all the balls and spinning all the plates and smiling all the while and still taking care of yourself with yoga and journaling. And I believe journaling is as important as exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, exercise for your mind. And totally. Your 
<laughs> totally. Well, when I'm in your neck of the woods, I'm certainly going to let you know so we can meet for coffee, tea, yeah, or wine. If that's love to have you over and I would I love, love your vibe. <laughs> I love that. I do too. I love your vibe. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, you kind of attract what you put out there, right? So absolutely. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. It's the first one I've done in quite a while. So this was well, a nice one to kick off the new year um, with. And I look forward to staying connected with you, Kim. Yeah, same here. Thanks so much, Susan. You bet. And everybody, you know that I'll put Kim's bio and uh, a little bit more about her, like tell her story in pictures, because you know, we're not our headshots. We're all, you know, we don't walk around photoshopped or in our Ann Taylor suits right. or whatever. We are, um, the story of our lives comes through many different means. And so I'll post words, I'll post pictures, and I'll post this audio uh, on what I call the blog cast. And I'll share it to LinkedIn and I'll tag you, Kim, and then you can share it with your network. Great. Thank you. All right, everybody. So Thank you. Have, Have a, a great day. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.